with all the conversation around recession and economic downturn and all of these various things that are going on in the world, I think it's a great time for you to consider what are some things that you can do as an independent contractor, as an entrepreneur, as an independent creator. And in today's conversation with my guests, we're going to talk about how can you create income as an independent creator? And then also, how can you create more income if you're already in this line of work? And so this is going to be a great episode to listen into, to take notes. You definitely don't want to miss this. going on everyone welcome to another episode of the maximize your brand podcast as you know i'm always excited that you join me each and every week and this week is no different i'm excited to bring this episode to you today because we're going to be talking about being an independent creator being an entrepreneur solopreneur someone who is taking their skills, their gifts and talents and creating opportunity and income for themselves. And my guest today is going to be sharing his expertise around uh, this particular area. You know, I'm always having conversations with individuals who are leveraging their skill sets, their talents and their abilities to create opportunity for themselves, because I believe that we all have something to offer to the world. We all have opportunity to solve problems with what it is that we are experts in. And each and every episode, I try my best to bring you content that will be helpful to get you to start thinking about what is it that you can do as a business? What is it that you can do with your own personal brand, your expertise to create greater opportunity, greater freedom, greater income? for yourself. My guest today is Mike Caden. And Mike is someone who I have read about and learned more about when it comes to his uh, expertise around podcasting and helping uh, creators. And today we're going to just be discussing that. But before we go into that, I have a quick commercial break around a CRM that I think will be beneficial to you as you're getting started in your business or as you're growing your business. Do you have a hard time keeping up with all the moving parts to your business from sales to customer acquisition to task and follow-up tasks to marketing and even email marketing? Or maybe you have a hard time keeping up with your payments and you want to streamline that opportunity. Well, I want to recommend to you Keep. Keep is the CRM for which I use in my business. An easy sales and marketing automation software. 
You can easily integrate tools to simplify payments, scheduling, landing pages, and so much more. Keep sales and marketing automations work with your business to grow your sales and to save time. Build your automations in minutes using intuitive win-then templates. Build endlessly customizable processes and optimize every lead with tagging, segmenting, and activity triggers. Seamlessly connect Keep to Gmail, Outlook, PayPal, and much more. You can also connect it to Zapier, which I love having integrations that connect to over 2,500 apps. Go way beyond onboarding with Keep Experts. You have access to email them and to ask questions. Keep is combining your marketing automations, your sales automations, your payments and invoicing, your email marketing. You can even schedule appointments, lead capture, reporting and analytics, and even have a mobile app. I highly recommend that you try Keep for your 14-day free trial by clicking the link in today's show notes or in today's post as we are also live streaming this episode. And so check out Keep and let me know what you think. Once again, click the link in the post or click the link in the show notes. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started with our interview today. And welcome, Mike, to the Maximize Your Brand podcast. Mike, welcome to the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I gave a little brief introduction at the beginning, but I always give my um, guests an opportunity to introduce themselves and let us know how you show up in the world each and every day. Yeah, absolutely. So so my name's Mike. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Red Circle, uh, and we work with independent podcast creators uh, to help them grow their show and monetize it. We do all kinds of stuff, uh, distribution, analytics, marketing, um, but then especially focus on helping creators to earn uh, when they've developed enough of an audience to make it worth it. That's really good. You know, podcasting is something I've been doing for quite some time, almost six years, I think now. I started wow. around about 2015 podcasting and have totally enjoyed doing it. You know, there are moments where I'm like, man, why did I, how did I get myself into this? But then there are other moments where I'm like, I'm so glad that I did, adopted podcasting as a means of creating content. Uh, why was podcasting so interesting to you? Yeah, good. I've been listening to podcasts for years. I mean, I remember when I was a little kid, I used to fall asleep listening to books on tape, you know? And so I think what, even before podcasting was a thing, I've always just been an audio person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working for a big technology company and uh, just sort of started to feel like I was uh, primarily working on uh, helping uh, the big companies get bigger and you know, sort of left that company in search of working on something that I could feel excited to work on every day and feel proud of the work that I was doing. Um, And just, it was really hard to find a place to do that. You know, most companies are just primarily uh, focused on a a major profit motive. um, And it's hard to find a chance where, you know, you can find something that's good in the world and make money. And and so as I was looking around for different places uh, to work, I sort of started messing around with this idea. I've always been a podcast listener and you know, I had had friends that were podcasters that had, you know, a couple hundred people listening, but couldn't generate any revenue from it. And yeah. something just kind of clicked. I found myself up at two in the morning, you know, writing the code for the thing and, and reading uh, industry press and things like that just sort of happened. And I like the fact that you said that you were looking for something that 
one, you had the opportunity to create content, but also to make money. And so when it comes to podcasting and creators, you know, why is podcasting, you think, one of the best or one of the great mediums for people to start using in order to create content and the potential to create income? Yeah, good question. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it. You can do YouTube, you can do Instagram and find ways to monetize. Um, you could be on Twitch. There's, you know, there's a million different media these days where you can be a creator, depending on sort of what's the best way uh, for you to create create the art that you think is valuable in the world. I think podcasting is one of the ones that has the lowest barrier to entry. You don't need to know how to do fancy video recording. You don't need to know how to do um, you know, you don't need a bunch of fancy and expensive equipment. You just need a microphone and, and your creativity and the rest of the software can be free. Um, and so I think it's a great way for a creator to get started. And I also think it's a great medium for advertising, uh, which is a big part of what our business does uh, because, you know, brands literally get a chance to whisper into the ears of the folks they're trying to influence, um, you know, and it's in new space where advertising is not available, like while I'm doing the dishes or while I'm at the gym uh, where I'm going to be listening to podcasts. So uh, I just think it's an incredible medium. It's still way underdeveloped relative to other media that people are consuming. And 41% of American adults are listening to a podcast every month now. It's really a mainstream thing. And so, uh, you know, it, it's one of these uh, content areas where, you know, just as a guy in his house with a microphone or a gal in their house with a microphone, you know, you can get your message out to huge volumes of people with relatively low competition and the opportunity to, to make money if, if you can create content content that people really want to love. Yeah. You know, and there are so many different mediums, ways that people access their their content. And, you know, I started out doing audio only when it came to podcasting. But then I was like, you know, I really love video, too. And if I did it as a video, now I have opportunity to use this video in multiple ways. Whereas yeah. if I had to just did audio, I couldn't really use it as many ways as I could with video. And so what are your thoughts around video podcasting versus just simply audio? Yeah, I think um, that it's growing. I think that more people will be uh, be producing video versions of their podcasts. I mean, I read some statistics about the amount of people consuming what is a podcast uh, on YouTube and uh, it's really high. Um, you know, and there's there's the biggest podcasters in the world, Joe Rogan and stuff, who are bigger on YouTube than sometimes than they were on the actual audio side of what they do. Um, on the other hand, there's something special about podcasts and its connection to audio. And I think a big part of what its growth uh, came from in the last few years has been, you know, AirPods and other wireless headphones right. in people's ears and the ability to kind of connect with uh, something that you want to listen to in these small moments in your life where your eyes are busy, uh, but mm. your brain is not. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's where podcasting can really come in as an audio medium and, and do a lot more. That's good. So good. So good. Well, let's hop into this conversation around independent creators making more money or starting with the conversation of how independent creators can start making money, you know, first, because I know that there are many opportunities out there for individuals to put their energy in, but specifically you like to hone in on podcasting and, and teaching people, you know, how can you create income from this medium as an independent creator? And as you are going along this journey, you know, what sparked your interest to speak to the independent creator versus, 
maybe the Fortune 500 companies or big organizations? <laughs> yeah, look, I think when we when we first started this company, we didn't know what the heck we wanted to do. We mm -hmm. just built a bunch of software and we gave it away for free and we saw who showed up. And um, when people showed up, we found most of them were saying like, hey, how can I grow and how can I make money? Um, and then over time, uh, we actually wrote some code that that's uh, sort of scraped all the podcasts that exist in the world. And it told us something really special, which is that, you know, uh, there's maybe a thousand podcasts at the very top of the market. That's the Joe Rogan's. That's the New York Times. That's the Breakfast Club. You know, these couple of huge podcasts at the very top. Uh, there's only about a thousand of them. Um, and together, when you add up all their listeners, it's about 35 percent of the listener engagement. Right. That's about, you know, uh, all those like top, top podcasts put together still don't have half the audience. Right. And then there are literally millions of teeny tiny podcasts at the very bottom. That's somebody who's uh, doing it for fun. Maybe they have one friend that's listening. You know, those shows are really small. They don't have any listeners that are really paying attention. And there's, you know, literally millions of those. But even when you add up those millions of podcasts, um, you know, they only amount to maybe 15% of the listening. So this middle class of podcasts that we like to pay attention to, um, it's about 50,000, maybe 100,000 podcasts that are out there in this middle zone. They represent half the listening engagement. You know, they don't have the, the, the Joe Rogan size audience, but when you pull them all together, um, they represent a huge portion of the market. And so if you're an independent creator and you are, um, you know, you got a couple hundred people, a couple thousand people starting to listen to you, you know, that is really special. There are not that many podcasts out there that have been able to achieve that. And those are the ones where the revenue potential is, is really there. So when you say before, how do you get into this? How do you get started and start participating in, uh, in, in podcasting as a business strategy? Well, before you start worrying about dollars, you have to start worrying about graduating your podcast into that middle class. And mm -hmm. in order to do that, the most important thing to start with is you got to produce a really good podcast. If you right. can't, if you can't produce something that people really want to listen to, and you can't produce something that's going to have people come back week after week, that are going to people are going to listen to your advertising and and really consider what you're suggesting for them. You got to start there uh, because you know if you only have five listeners, you can't make really much money at all. But if you've got mm -hmm. you know a couple thousand, then you know that's that's uh, that's date night money. And then if you have a couple more thousand than that, that's you know that's car payment or, or rent money. So um, you know you really have to start with going from like this is a hobby and I do it for my friends to producing content that's uh, that's compelling and that brings people back and that starts to help you build your audience. So that's a good segue there. How do we really begin to know what type of content to create that could start building an audience? Yeah, a couple things to think about there. So first of all, before you start the show, if you haven't started it yet, or if you've started it, but you're thinking about changing it up, go into Apple, go into Spotify, search for what you're thinking about making the show be about and make sure that that's not super crowded. If there are 15 other shows with the same name or the same topic and they're bigger, they got 100 reviews or 500 reviews already on Apple, you can tell they have a bunch of people listening, then maybe that's not the place. Uh, even if that's your strongest passion, if your passion is to grow the show, then that's going to be more challenging for you. On the other hand, um, if you are the preeminent expert on a particular thing and that's your passion, that's your energy, then you might still have to go in that direction. But, you know, really important, do the research, understand your niche, understand where you're putting your show uh, in the market of shows where people can come and find you um, and select a title that's easily searchable. Don't put stuff in there that's hard to spell or 
um, or complicated or that conflicts with another show that's much bigger than you. You know, these are the kinds of things you need to pay attention to while you're deciding how to get started. And then the content itself, you know, you can't just sit there and rant in front of a microphone, uh, you know, and, and hope for the best. I mean, just like we've done on this show, I see you got an intro, you got segments, you got branding, you've got audio breaks, you know, you've got the right stuff in place to kind of keep the listener engaged. You know, some shows do like different segments or different games right, or things right. that are like keeping the listener engaged and coming back for that thing again uh, next week. So really focusing on good, high quality content, good audio production, which doesn't cost a bajillion dollars. Mm -hmm. um, these are the things that are sort of table stakes to get you into a place where people are going to really want to come back. Now, what about the person who already started their show like me and mm -hmm. sees some level of success with uh you know, at least a thousand downloads wanting to, to grow the show. Should they revisit the episodes that maybe they, they recorded already to see what was most popular? Should they change the name? You know, what are some things that they should be considering if they find themselves kind of in that slump? Yeah, I think, um, it's very normal. I think a lot of people, you know, the best way to grow your show to once you get to the point where the content is good is to start to use social media and use other algorithms, YouTube's algorithm, TikTok's algorithm to sort of push people to your content. Um, and, you know, eventually like your personal social media following or the friends of your friends starts to kind of tap out at a certain point, right? So you right. Need to start thinking about new strategies. Um, you know, revisiting your old shows and doing some of the research to think about mm. what was successful is a good idea. But you should recognize like 80% of the downloads that a podcast get happen in the first 48 hours, right? Okay. So like nobody's listening to your old shows. You know, somebody comes by and listens to every once in a while. Oh, that's an interesting old episode. I'm going to check that out. But that's much rarer than your consistent listeners that are coming and listening to your episodes each week or whatever cadence you're, you're shipping them. Um, if you really want to focus on, if you think you've got great content and you think you've got a show that uh, if, if you sort of put new listeners at the top of the funnel will come in and stick around. Then my biggest suggestion on how to grow your show is to focus on cross promotions, put your, put mm. your show in front of new audiences, uh, find other podcasts that you want to partner up with and either show up on that show as a guest, uh, or run advertising on that show or offer, uh, like a swap, like you'll run an ad for their show. They'll run an ad for yours. Um, and our business red circle actually has this automated. So for, for between podcasts that are on red circle, you can, uh, do a cross promotion where both parties upload a little 30 second ad clip and okay. uh, both parties get to kind of approve it. And then we insert that ad uh, on both shows and then take it out after two weeks. So, and it's a trade, it's totally free. So, um, you know, that we've seen, we've got the data from those, those cross promotions to show that, you know, sometimes as much as 10% of the audience will make the jump from one show to another. Uh, if the ad is compelling, if it's, uh, if the overlap between audiences is really good. So for example, like, you know, we have this show where you're talking about business, branding, entrepreneurship, right. marketing, these kinds of things, you know, don't go cross promote with a true crime podcast or, <laughs> you know, a, a reality TV pod or something like that's not the same audience, right? right. Uh, you got to find somebody else that's talking about similar topics. Both parties can swallow their pride for a second and give the other, the other side a, a chance to promote uh, each other. Um, and when that alignment is there between the audiences, that's the most powerful way to grow. We've got the data to show that it works. But, you know, let's say it does work and you get 10 new listeners. That's great. You want to grow thousands. You got to put in the work. You got to do it every two weeks. You got to consistently be finding places to find your audiences that are new and put them in front of your content to give them a chance to, uh, to get hooked. That's good. Now, is there any benefit for those who 
are already recording podcasts. Is there any benefit for them to go back and to those older episodes and update them um, maybe with better SEO or keywords, but then also maybe uploading, you know, a new video um, or I mean, sorry, a new audio uh, with that particular guest. Yeah, um, a couple things to say about that. So definitely SEO matters in growing across all your different media, but mm-hmm. um, it matters in podcasting. People are searching for topics okay. and on Apple now. It's starting to get surfaced a little bit more than just the title of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely matters. So make sure that you're thinking about kind of how to put the right words in your title and description to um, to attract listeners who are looking for that particular topic. Uh, that definitely matters. The other thing you can do that I think is getting at what you what you're talking about about like sort of updating the audio for previous episodes is some of the modern podcast platforms like ours they have a technology called dynamic insertion. What that okay. means is when a listener hits play on a podcast that we distribute uh, in real time, the moment the listener hits play, we're actually stitching together that audio of that episode right in that moment with whatever the latest advertising is that's going on. Mm. It doesn't have to be used just for advertising. It could be used for your own self-promotion, right? So let's say you have uh, courses or you have a conference that you're doing. You can insert your ad for your conference that you're running next week uh, in an episode from two years ago. And you can do that with just a couple of clicks. And then when the conference is over, you can replace it with whatever other promotion you want to do, right? So oh, this dynamic cool. insertion technology is pretty powerful stuff. Starts to treat your content, you know, just kind of like blog posts where you could update the branding that goes around the content, uh, you know, really quickly uh, across your entire catalog of, of episodes. Um, you know, we're not the only ones that have that, but Red Circle offers that at a pretty affordable price. Right. Um, and, and a lot of podcasters are, are taking advantage of this. People don't realize that's happening. You know, when you yeah. listen to the biggest podcast and they go to an ad break, um, the person next door might be getting a different ad because these uh, these these ad breaks are dynamically stitched in a lot of places now. Which is interesting because, you know, I people run different types of advertisements during their podcast shows and the conference may have already passed, you know, right. and it's an older episode. And so how does that work when they did do their own within that podcast episode, but they didn't go back? And necessarily edit it after the podcast, after the conference or whatever they was offering was over, but right. yet they're using your service. Is that original advertisement still in the, the show as well? Yeah, you'd have to go and update that and, and, okay. and cut that out and replace it with an insertion point for ads going forward. But, you know, that's a one time thing. You sit down with a cup of coffee and you know, hustle your way through it for uh, when you first move on to a dynamic system. And then from then on, that inventory can be swapped in and out as you see fit. Nice, nice, nice. Well, what are some, I guess, maybe your top three tips for those who are considering stepping into content creation around podcasting or video podcasting? You know, what are some of those top three things that you recommend a person to start doing if they're really ready to monetize their content? content creation through podcasting. Yeah, I'll start with this. So we talked a little bit about uh, advertising, but there's another way a lot of podcasters make money and that's from listener payments, right? Asking your fans for a couple of bucks each month, something like Patreon or Red Circle has this built into our podcasting software as well. Um, and a lot of creators, you know, they're kind of anxious or, or they don't feel right kind of asking their fans for a couple of bucks. And I always tell them this story. Um, I used to sing in an acapella group, um, and, uh, you know, we would invite our friends to come see our concerts. You know, I don't know, once every six months or something, people would come to the bar and we would sing. 
Um, and, you know, when we did that, there'd be a $5, you know, cover at the front for people to come in and, and see. And, you know, I used to invite my friends and never once were my friends like, oh, like, I can't believe I have to pay $5 to see my friend in this group. Um, no, it was quite the opposite. It's a small amount of money. They cared about the work that we put into this thing and they wanted to support the art that we were creating. And so they were more than happy to pay five small fee for uh, to, to help support the work we were doing. And mm. it's the same for content creators on the web. You know, I pay mm. a couple of bucks for a few podcasts that I really have listened to for a long time and want to support their work. They give me value back by providing extra stuff, exclusive content, ad free versions of the show, stuff like this. And so a great way to get started when your audience is not big enough for uh, for advertising to be a significant check for you uh, is just start asking your fans, hey, for five bucks, I'll get you an extra episode once a month. That's only for the paying subscribers. There's lots of services like us that can help you do that. And when we look at the data within Red Circle, um, podcasters that uh, are on the smaller side, uh, but use this technique of charging a couple of bucks for exclusive content are the shows that make the most money per listener, uh, mm. even than our largest shows, right? So if they can, they can often convince more of their fans to give five bucks a month and it doesn't take that many people giving five bucks a month to ha start having this podcast be a meaningful amount of money in your life. Um, so that's one key tip that I would give folks to is really consider a, a listener payment solution. Um, you know, that's interesting, uh, not to cut you off uh, to go into the other ones, but it would, it doesn't matter how small or big you are, right? If you have some loyal supporters who enjoy your content and you add to that content and say, hey, you know, you have free access to an additional episode that others don't have or maybe a workshop that you're doing that's specifically for your individuals who have subscriptions. Because what's interesting is that I'm noticing on Instagram lately, people are... Uh, signing up for having the, I guess the subscription on Instagram where people can access certain content through those individuals. So I'm seemingly am seeing this pop up in a lot of places. Yeah. I think there's, there's a uh, Patreon folks that will put extra video stuff out. You can do uh, folks like us who use Patreon for audio and still listen to the pod, the exclusive content in your regular Apple podcast app or wherever mm -hmm. else you listen um, you know, Instagram starting to get into it. There's people that do kind of online communities that you have to pay to get into. And I think this is a good model for a lot of creators on the, in, instead of advertising where, um, which is also great. Um, but sometimes the ad deals can come and go. These subscription models are a little bit more consistent. And especially when you're small, you know, if you have 500 listeners, uh, typical podcast ad rates, you're going to get $12 and 50 cents for an ad against an audience of that size. Okay. You know, that's not that much money. Um, but, uh, if you can convince, you know, 20 of those 500 listeners to pay you $5 a month, all of a sudden, you know, you got a hundred bucks and, you know, that's maybe not going to change your whole life, but it'll certainly pay for a date night and also help you to feel sort of rewarded that, um, that you're putting in all this effort and energy into this thing and you're sort of getting something back from your fans. Um, so, you know, the, the shows that are larger that get maximum monetization are the ones that use all of our different features, which is the second tip that I was going to suggest, which okay. is that, you know, there's, th there's two different kinds of advertising out there for podcasts. This is probably true in other media as well. There's the host read endorsement style ad where, you know, you're just like the ad we heard earlier in this, uh, this show for keep, 
um, you know, where you're reading it, you're talking about your experience using the product. And those can be more lucrative, but obviously take work. You have to take the time to produce a really good advertisement. Um, and then there's uh, programmatic ads, which are pre-recorded ads like you might hear on Spotify or Pandora that can be inserted into the podcast. And in that case, you don't have to do any work at all. You can just click a button um, and it's on, right? And you get the paycheck in your bank account at the end of the month. And so the other tip I was going to give is, you know, you don't want to overload your show with 900 different ads, um, but you do want to, whether it's payments, programmatic ads, or host rate ads, you want to find the right mix of different monetization strategies and, and products um, to be able to maximize the amount of money that you make uh, on the show for, for the audience uh, that you have. And then the last tip, which is, I guess, a little bit fun is just, I think it's really important to have fun with it. Um, you know, very few podcasters are going to make it to the point where like this is they can quit their day job and this is what they do full time. Um, there are some that get there and many of those uh, are monetizing on Red Circle. But there are lots of folks who are doing this, um, you know, like I said, for for car payment money or for um, or just to help make ends meet. And uh, those kinds of creators also need to take pride in what they're doing and, and really enjoy the work uh, without really focusing necessarily on the bottom line that you, you need to make sure that the podcast itself is engaging and fun for you. Otherwise, you'll burn out. The, the $25 a month check is not going to be the thing to save you. It's going to be loving the work that you do and finding the energy and passion to do it every week. Yeah, you know, because that's been one of my main uh, not challenges, but one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is that I've been podcasting for so long and really using the podcast as an opportunity for me to promote myself and my business and just be able to create content that have the omnipresence. But now I am wanting to consider more ways on as a content creator uh, on the smaller level. How can I start monetizing more with the podcast and which is why I kind of started sharing some of the tools that I'm using as an affiliate hmm. so that you know people know what I'm using to kind of create my content and also to run my business and so you know what would you say to somebody like me who's been podcasting for a long time but yet hadn't really been focused on monetizing the podcast what are some things that I would need to do to start maybe switching that mindset or switching that trajectory of the podcast. Yeah, good point. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, some of the largest podcasts that are out there are, are content marketing plays and they make no direct dollars from it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, that can be a strategy that you can take all the way to the top. I mean, um, uh, you can take HubSpot, for example, which is a, a you know, techno software technology company. They run a podcast network, Okay. Uh, of a bunch of business podcasts, um, but then they just run a bunch of ads for themselves, right? So, you know, it's all just a big content marketing play. And uh, and so, you know, some large, large podcasts are just that, uh, you know, Capital One has a big podcast that's just about Capital One, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So lots of stuff out there like that. You don't have to choose advertising as the path by which you make money. Your podcast can just be a vector to getting uh, listeners and people who find you through the podcast into... Right. You know, like I said before, your courses or your communities or your consulting services or whatever other things that you provide. That's another perfectly reasonable way to monetize the pod. And you could do that all the way to the top. Um, so I just wanted to preface that you don't have to switch over to thinking about monetizing the pod directly okay. with advertising. Um, but yeah, I think if you're thinking about ways to change the podcast to switch over to a more advertising focused method for monetization, um, you know, a couple of sort of content changes you're going to want to make is you want to make sure that there's like space for ad breaks. 
Um, and that often means like, you know, you got to pause and say, hey, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So you have sort of changed the content a little bit to have a natural flow for where those breaks make sense, but still keep users, uh, listeners wanting to come back. Um, and then the other thing, again, is that the only way to make money on advertising is to have a pretty significant size audience, right? If you have 500,000 listeners, or 500 or 1,000 listeners, you know, you can make a couple of bucks. But if you want to start to let that grow to a, a size where it's really quite meaningful, then you got to focus on growing that audience to the point where, um, where it's going to be worth it for you to take on this kind of thing. And the last thing I would say is uh, you can book an advertiser. Uh, convince them to run an ad on your show. Um, but in order to actually have that advertiser come back, the ad has to actually perform. You have to convince your audience that, uh, hey, this thing that I'm suggesting is actually something worth going out and buying. And so there's something special about building a relationship with your audience so that they trust the recommendations that you're making uh, and that it's not just, just because it's in your voice is not enough. You have to actually show them that like, hey, I tried this thing and this was good. And so a big part of a show being successful in the advertising game is not just growing up in size, um, but also building that intimate connection with your audience so they're really listening and they really want to learn from you and they really trust your opinion when you put a product in front of them that it's actually good. You know, we, we have a built-in system within Red Circle where brands can point and click and buy advertising on podcasts, but still get okay. that host, host read endorsement style ad. And sometimes, you know, the advertiser will ship the product for free to the podcaster so that they can try it before they talk about it on the podcast. Right. And, um, you know, every once in a while, the podcaster will try the thing and be like, actually, this wasn't for me. You know, let's say it was a supplement. It's like, actually, it didn't make me feel very good at all. Like, I, I, I can't, you know, recommend this to my audience. And time and time again, the advertisers, you, you think maybe, oh, well, send me the 40 bucks back for the free bottle of supplements or whatever. No, the advertiser doesn't care. They want that authentic endorsement. They want a host to be able to say like, hey, I tried this and I really think you should too. So if you want to start thinking about ways to set up your show for advertising, you want to set up your relationship with your audience such that they're trusting your view on stuff and really believe in what you have to say. Um, that's a big part of being successful in advertising once you get started. Hmm. So there are just many ways to be able to leverage, you know, podcasts and being a content creator. You you, you mentioned the whole idea of having supporters or subscribers to your podcast where you're offering them uh, some type of additional um, resources as a supporter. Um, you also mentioned, for me, as I thought about it, I was like, well, monetizing your podcast could just include you sharing your own online course or sharing your on type of resource that you may be using um, as an affiliate and so on and so forth. And so mm -hmm. you really want to think about your show and what it is that you're wanting to produce um, as it pertains to the podcast. Because one of the things that I know that I always want to be in integrity, and so I don't want to be sharing something I didn't use <laughs> or sharing something that I really have no idea about, but it seems to be a lucrative opportunity that people want to buy it. Um, so integrity is very key uh, for me as it pertains to that. Yeah. And, you know, that's the kind of thing people will remember more than, than, than the good recommendation, right? Let's say two yeah. or three times they buy something in response to your recommendation. And then one time you recommend something that you know in your heart is not a good fit for your audience or it's a bad product or whatever, and they buy it and it stinks. 
Um, mm. They're going to remember that a lot more than the other three times that that uh, that you got it right. Right. So, you know, mm. it's good to be authentic uh, with these things. The FTC actually requires that you try the thing if you say that you did. And so um, and they've been actually really paying close attention to the podcast and Instagram universe where there's a lot of these endorsement style ads um, to make sure that people are actually trying the thing before they tell tell their audience that they yes. did. Yeah. Well, my last question for uh, this particular episode, there's a, a song when I was growing up, um, I can't remember his name that he used to sing it, you know, being in Nashville, but, you know, the chorus of the song with you you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them mm-hmm. is there ever a time when you think a person should should just stop the podcast or fold the podcast and maybe start afresh or should they just keep going if it's something that's bringing them joy what are your thoughts yeah, I mean that's the that's the, the that just depends on your goals and what you're trying to get out mm-hmm. of it, right? If you're trying to make money on the thing, um, but you just can't get to the size where that's going to happen, or you can't convince people to to pay or whatever other ideas you have, you know, you can only work on something for so long uh, yeah. if you, if that's what your hope is, uh, you know. If, but if your goals are just like you know, hey, you like having interesting conversations with people, and you like. Um, producing stuff. And even if a hundred people are listening, that's, that's actually a lot of people that would fill, you know, mm-hmm. a, a small music venue, you know, that, that's, 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 that's awesome. And that's all you want out of the thing is just knowing that there's people out there listening that care what you have to say, then sure. Keep going until it doesn't feel that way anymore. Right. Right. Uh, it really just depends on your goals. Um, but what, what I will say about sort of rebranding or starting over is, um, all the time we have pocket, you can change the title, you can change the imagery, you can, mm-hmm. you can leave your old episodes in, or you can delete them, but you're, RSS feed, which is the technology that sits behind a podcast, um, can you can change the content in it without losing the subscribers that you already have. Oh, now, some people good. might leave if you you know change from a true crime podcast to a you know a dating show. You know that probably might not stick around and keep subscribing. Um, but you can kind of rebrand the podcast without having to start your audience totally from zero. So if you get into it for a bit, you decide this wasn't a good idea, or you want to change up what you're passionate about, what your content is. Um, it's doable and you know, there'll be some tax to your audience, but some people will stick around if the new show is yeah. just as compelling as the old. Yeah, that's good. You know, cause that's where I was some years ago. Cause I have changed the name a couple of times of this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, one, it being my name, the Marquis Braden show. Then I've had other, you know, names that weren't necessarily associated with my name and I've landed here with the whole maximizer brand because I am a personal branding consultant, coach, digital media uh, consultant. And so I was thinking like, okay, I think the title of the podcast should be what I guess my end result is or how I'm showing up each and every day in the world or how I help people. And so I thought that would be good. But however, I recently started another quote unquote like talk show type style podcast where I have a co-host. And I'm going back and forth now whether or not I should start a whole separate feed for that uh, program or should I just add it in as extra episodes on my current feed? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tricky question. I would suggest a separate one and just do some heavy, heavy promotion on this one for the other especially with the co-host because, you know, you know, maybe they decide they don't want to do it anymore. Maybe they decide they want to do it, but you don't, you don't want to be in a situation where like, uh, where that gets tricky. Um, 
Uh, and you know, I think for me, there's a couple shows that I listen to where, like, say, the, it's, I listen to a, a technology news show where on Monday mm -hmm. they kind of like quickly review the um, the weekend's news for about five minutes or ten minutes, but then the real episodes are later in the week; they're 30, 45 okay. minutes long. I almost always skip the Monday one, but I'm kind of annoyed by it. It's like I don't want to listen to this thing; it's always in my feed and it's different, and I don't want it. Um, and so, you know, I, I I think it's better to separate these things out and then just do the work in this show. To push people that you want to join right. the other one hey go take a listen this is what we talked about this week those kind of cross promotions they will move audience over yeah. time if you keep or maybe straight. just use that as advertising as a ever as as an advertising opportunity right exactly exactly that's good well any final words that you would leave with people uh to share with them around you know how to you know began to start creating income and monetizing your uh, creativity, uh, I'll let you share. Yeah, I'll just reiterate what I said before, which is that step one is producing great content. So, you know, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, don't plan it out 19 episodes, don't hide in your basement rehearsing, just buy a reasonably cheap microphone, plug it into your computer. There's free software to download. Red Circle is free if you want to play around with one podcast and just, um, you know, just start going. Uh, there's no way to get better but to practice and do it. And then if you're in the game and you're starting to grow, really focus on growth. Uh, and then when you get to the point where you guys audience is big enough, you know, a partner like us, there are others out there can help you start to score advertising deals. And, um, you know, and, and you deserve to be rewarded for the hard work that you did putting into creating the show and creating the audience. So don't uh, don't stop. Keep going. Don't take 10 years to get started. Just go out and, and start putting your voice out there. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for joining me for uh, this episode. I appreciate all the great advice you've given me even in the episode. And I'm sure, sure many people yeah. will uh, be able to glean from this. Uh, let the people know how they can learn more about you or reach out to you uh, after this episode. Yeah, the best way to do it is to just come check out our website. It's redcircle.com. Um, you can sign up there, like I said, for podcasters with one show. It's totally free and you know, there's some higher level features if you're really starting to become a pro, but, um, but the free tier that we have is very, uh, you know, some of our largest podcasters are still working the free tier. So oh, it's wow. not designed to like get you to pay, uh, the way we earn is from, is from helping you make money with advertising. So, uh, so it's really easy to come in and just check it out. And if you want to interact with me, the best way to do that's on Twitter. It's just my first initial M and my last name, Kaden, K-A-D-I-N. Um, and you can find me there. Awesome. Well, I think I'm going to, Check it out today myself. <laughs> okay, no problem. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, I want to thank each of you for joining me this week for another episode of the Maximize Your Brand Podcast. And I always enjoy and love your support. I want to invite you to go to iTunes, leave a rating and review of the show. All you have to do is search for Maximize Your Brand with Marquee Brain. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, your favorite podcasting app you shall be able to find us i'm always always grateful for your support well until next week just remember this always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded take care